Hey everyone, welcome back to Music and Tea with H-N-A-S-S-C. I am your host, Sean, and today we have an amazing episode waiting for you. But first, let's introduce the rest of our co-hosts, shall we? Alright, hello everybody, my name is Austin Floresca. Uh, nice to be talking to you guys once again. Hello everyone, my name is Trevor Grant. I'm another student coordinator here at the H-N-A Student Success Center. And I'll pass it back to you, Sean. Sweet. Thank you very much, Trevor. Now, this is this is a really unique day, isn't it, folks? Yeah, very. Yeah. I'll say so. Well, see, normally we would be recording this podcast from a really isolated... Uh, Zoom. Yeah, isolated, <laughs> right. We, we'd, we'd be recording independently through Zoom. But this time, for the first time, we decided to host this all together. So we're all in the same room right now, which is... Really wild because yeah. I have never met Austin no. before in my life, and we've been coworkers for what never. around a year now, huh? Yeah, we're uh, man. It's almost peaking to two years, to be honest. Like it feels, and it, it really feels does. like a century though because of the whole pandemic. But yeah, yeah, we're in person now, finally, safely. You know, all vaccinated, and you know, our work has aw- awesomely, you know, granted us permission to do this. So um, I'm really excited, and then it's also my first time meeting Trevor. So that that's also cool. It's my first time yeah. meeting everyone. To wow! Me. I literally like, met Austin like thirty minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm meeting everyone for the first time, but I've known these people for like exactly what, a year. <laughs> it's not like it's not like we're we're complete no, strangers we're, or yeah, anything. Not at all. But there's no longer a limitation of like a screen. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. man! I, that was that was really rough. I mean, I mean, just the fact that I'll, like the majority of classes are going to be going in person next semester. It's a daunting thought, but at the same time, I am so excited for that. Just for everything to kind of be slowly working its way back to normal, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's definitely what this semester has felt like, is a bit of a transition. Um, and it's been different, because we're not fully back to the way things used to be, but we're kind of getting back into it. So, like, what would you say is, like, some things that have, going into this semester as it is a transition semester, what has that been like for you two? Wow, well... Holy moly, I will say right off the bat is really just getting used to the idea that, you know, being back on campus, there's a lot of things that you really have to weigh, which you didn't really have to weigh at home. I mean, one huge thing was, you know, back at campus, you have a social life again, which is interesting. But then when you're at home, you have different priorities. So your kind of morals are kind of like all over the place. So I'd definitely say this year weighing that social life with school is a huge thing and you know social life impacts your sleep or it might impact your nutrition or impacts these certain things in your life that you really need to weigh out so just that huge introduction of something such as a social life is kind of what like where my biggest transition is posing kind of a let's just say a challenge i suppose mm-hmm. i don't know how about you austin um, I think for me, the biggest transition has been, I don't know, like, I mean, today is like a transition for me, like uh, meeting you guys for the first time, like it's a really good transition. And it's very positive. And I think it's bringing a lot to my life again, because like, you know, we've been stuck in the house and stuff like that for almost like two years. And now we're finally getting to, you know, talk to people and work with people again, like in person. And I think like, you know, you could get creative on, like, Zoom and stuff like that, but once you're, like, in person, it brings, like, this next level of, like, creativity, and it's just, like, like, I mean, we were talking about it before this face-to-face conversation. It's going to make what we're doing here a lot better and stuff like that, Um, but I think another thing is um, just getting back to my old life, sort of, and, like, also transitioning into, like, my new life, because I obviously changed in these past two years, and I'm not the same person that, um, you know, went into the pandemic. Like, I'm coming out a different person uh, from the pandemic. And, you know, a lot of, you know, it's not even about wondering how people are going to react to that. But it's just like, you know, figuring out how or where my role is in, like, most of the things I do now. Like, in the in the new open world. So, um, that might have sounded pretty confusing. No, but, wait. Yeah, it no, sense. no. It's it's interesting because it's kind of like a brand new start without it really being a brand new no, start. Yeah, that's, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's how I feel definitely. Cause like, I mean, I didn't I didn't make music before the. I mean, I I I did, but I never released any music before the pandemic. And now we're you know seeing people and people are like, you know, some some of my friends are listening to my say and like yeah. I I just feel like it's it's weird. But then again, it's I don't know. 
and that's and, and that's tremendous. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's wild. It's wow. pretty wild. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's definitely a weird transition. Um, doing everything behind a screen before, it's been mostly beneficial, I would say, mm-hmm. um, to be back in person and doing things. Uh, speaking as like a music major, it's just like that level of drive and creativity you couldn't just get behind a screen you know like it's something that you have to do in person like it's a music is an intimate thing that you do with other people so like doing it online was not ideal um so it's really been great to just come back and get to experience that and see people again um like you both were talking about social life is a big thing that like kind of got brought back in um which has been again like a good and a bad thing i think the one of the biggest struggles of going back to school so far has been time um because before we were like mostly online so like if you had 30 minutes in between classes that's a ton of time when you're online because you are going to stay in the exact same spot from one class to the next there's so much you could do in that small pocket of time like you could cook because your kitchen was like right in the next room because you were doing class at home online or like you would just have time to like play video games or do some leisure activity in that space now that space you know being on campus is filled with oh i gotta get to the next building or I gotta, you know, get to my next class, get whatever I need set up for this next class, get all yeah. that stuff. You know, it's like a lot of stuff like that that's just different and weird. And it's kind of a big transition to adjust to. Um, and also just the idea of being back in person. Like, I think when I came to school on the first day, I didn't even bring a pencil. Because, like, I completely yeah. forgot that's something that you need because I was doing everything on my laptop um, and computer, like, the entire year before so it's a lot of weird transition stuff like that that i would say has been like the biggest struggle so far this semester it's just like oh yeah this is what school is actually like you know and that's what's going to be interesting about next semester going into it it's like this was a nice transition semester of like kind of hybrid learning and then next semester it'll be like basically fully in person again right it really is a good test run isn't it yeah it's um it's really funny because with the fact that we were out of this normalcy for so long and and then this uh the strange i'd suppose like two years that we just had became normal so because of that everyone's trying to jam pack this semester with making up for those past two years which means that we are trying to maybe see as many people as we can safely and really rebuild all these relationships that were just kind of left. Right. And because of that, it's really hard to time manage. I mean, I, I'm having the hardest time with it. I'm sure you're having a hard time with it. <laughs> Tell I mean, me about it. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's not easy. Time, time management is, is, is a really, really tricky skill, which not a lot of people, especially college students, have any, yeah. <laughs> any familiarity with it. We should, but we don't. And high school was supposed to prepare us for that high school well <laughs> that's a uh, yeah yeah whoops it was I, also I guess whoops like rough um because you're in your fourth year and you're in your third year yeah right. yeah but like when we went online and that transition thing mm-hmm. it was like during my what would have been like my junior year yeah and like yeah. your junior year and then sean for you that was yeah. your second year that's like usually about the year when you're supposed to like start really figuring stuff out but now we're into, me and Austin are both in our fourth year, and mm-hmm. you're in your third year. Yeah. And that's when, like, college starts to get, like, for your major and stuff, a yeah. lot of the times, really intense. And we kind of got that, you know, your first two years, a lot of the times when you're just doing GEs, it's kind of like the training wheels of getting you into college, and, like, you should be ready by your third year, and, like, be able to take those upper division courses. But you did your entire second year online. Like, you didn't really get those training wheels that you normally get, and yeah, now we're going true. back into person. So how has that been? Well, I suppose, I mean, you were saying that your second year is kind of the year when you especially find yourself as a student and mm. as a person. And I don't feel like, let me rephrase that. I definitely did find who I am throughout that semester, which is, or that entire year, which is really interesting. Because the person I was freshman year is significantly different than the person I am today, which is very interesting because when I'm on campus, people see me and they're like, wow, like, that's different. Like, you are completely like I'm, I'm looking at, I don't right. know, an older brother or something like that, which is really interesting because you don't really notice that change. But then the interesting thing is I definitely do feel that change. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I got a chance to really discover who I was throughout the pandemic was really interesting because now when I come to campus, now I have a different confidence or I have a different perspective about what my actual um, goals or missions are so because of that 
I feel like that was appropriate launch for this year, which which is really interesting. Okay. But then I do wonder if if the pandemic didn't happen, would I actually be different? Mm-hmm. How yeah. how would I be different? And that's just a really weird thought of itself. Oh, I think we would be totally different people if the pandemic yeah. never happened. Oh boy, I think it'd be way different. I think even with like after what you were saying, like I realize it's probably for a few people it's pretty pretty confusing right now because like. You know what's really what what is everyone's perception of reality right now mm-hmm. yeah you know i mean like you know is reality now what we had during the pandemic which is like everyone's kind of homebodies now and everyone's chilling and everyone's like not really caring about you know experiencing like more of the more crazy experiences that a lot of people probably wanted back then but now like some of the more extreme people that i knew that wanted to like already adrenaline junkies like a lot of my friends that were adrenaline junkies are now like homebodies and they're chilling they don't even really want to go out anymore so like it's weird like like some people aren't even like or their transition doesn't have to be so crazy for them like they want to stick to that reality that they just like um experience sure so i don't know i'm just it's really confusing I keep saying confusing things. Like, <laughs> no, you really, no, you definitely don't. I mean, yeah. it's interesting. Like, what you say is like, have you seen What If? The the Marvel? the yeah oh, the Marvel yeah right. Yeah. You, you you've seen it right. Mm-hmm. See, the interesting thing is that when you pose that idea, what if like the pandemic didn't happen? Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what it would have been like. I probably would have made a lot of extremely different decisions that would have drastically impacted my like my mission in life which is really really weird and would that let's kiss let's say universe let's talk in the terminology of what if would that universe be completely different than the one that i actually experienced would it be better or worse maybe the answer is it doesn't really matter but it just kind of blows your mind it really does blow your mind I i don't really know how else to say it no i mean i trip over it all the time yeah i mean like uh i think yeah, I think there's no way that we could say it would be better or worse. You know what I mean? I think it, it would just be, you know, different. And it would be, I don't know, we are still who we are. Like, I am still a part of the person I was before the pandemic, but I am sure. just, like, evolved. And I, Ooh. you know, I, I, I changed some aspects of who I am. And that's just, like, something that even my parents, like, because I live, you know, away from my parents and stuff like that. And I did during the pandemic. And, like, seeing them only, like, a few times every other month or whatever you know they still notice that change and they're like oh you're different and i'm like yeah <laughs> i don't i don't really know what to say to that but you know shout out to my parents whoa you said evolved i liked mm-hmm. i yeah. like that yeah because I, I i hope i did i don't want to say that i like got worse during the pandemic you know what i mean at least i i how would you know <laughs> exactly exactly so i was i'm i'm trying to like i think also um you know, we're so exposed to just, like, social media and, like, things on YouTube, things on, like, other media platforms. And, like, the people that I looked up to during that, because it's, like, who were we really able to talk to except for family and people that, like, you know, trying to be safe and stuff like that. So, like, a lot of the people I looked up to, they were really, like, coming up during the pandemic and stuff. So, I was hoping that maybe I could, like, replicate that in, like, in, in terms of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, like, evolved is probably the best word to use. For, like, most people, though, I feel like everyone has honestly evolved into, like, I would, I would, I want to say better person. I'm not sure what their definition of better is, but I want to say, like, who I, everyone I've met so far after the two years has have been, like, they probably believe they've become a better person. Well, that's the protagonist mindset as well. I don't yeah, think that's... anyone's like, man, yeah. I am the antagonist <laughs> of my story. No, yeah, yeah. No, they're all, they suck now. No, 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 no. they're cool. Everyone's cool now. The, the pandemic was, like, the one thing that it kind of did well was, like, and why I think we all evolved in a way was it, it really exposed our weaknesses and things that we had mm-hmm. a hard time with because we were at home all the time. Whoa. So, like, distractions that you might have, like, not known about before. Like, let's say, like, if nutrition wasn't, like, one of your strong suits before the pandemic because you were out and about all the time. So you didn't have a lot of time to, like, you know, make nutritious meals. Once you're, like, basically being lazy and you're kind of stuck at home all the day and you're not even using a lot of energy, you kind of realize how, like, maybe a diet like that doesn't support you well or give you the energy that you need when you're stuck inside and it exposes one of those weak points in your life of, like, oh, I'm not giving enough um, importance to, like, my nutrition and that needs to be an important part because, like, 
if I can't succeed now when I'm like not doing something and I'm just at home all the time, like when we go back out, that's something that's going to become a problem. And like, I think the pandemic did a really good job of just exposing those weaknesses that we might have in our everyday life and then allowing us to kind of grow from that and figure out like what we can do to make it better as we go forward. Yeah. Yeah, You're covering your bases. Yeah. You explained it a lot better than I did. (laughs) That's exactly, that's exactly what I was like thinking, but I said in such like weird terms. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Mind blowing. Well, it's so true. It's just so true. And that's, and that's a really weird thing. I mean, I don't know if the person I was like two years ago had, did not have it together whatsoever. I'm not saying I have it together now, but then it's, it's, it's weird because so many of my, like the passions that I have now have been significantly like boosted because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Like I was obsessed with my discover weekly on Spotify Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. And now I made this huge playlist that's called discoveries in which I have every single discover weekly playlist that comes out. I put all those songs in that playlist, So I have over 300 songs in there. That shows my evolution of the songs I liked over the past two years, which is so interesting because, wow, it's 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 just the person has changed so much. So like those, so like that passion itself skyrocketed. Music itself, I got really, 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 really into my major, especially considering that the majority of my classes this semester are all very field-based classes so i'm learning a lot about how like climate change is really contributing to um even just being like a student as well yeah and having all my classes just work together makes just kind of boost the passion even more and it's so cool when you see that like there like there are areas of your life that is working out and then there's pushing you toward that one goal which we don't really know what it is but you know you're going in that right direction is so cool so it's just yeah that's awesome nice that's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, you're cool. You're you're diving into like your um, how you're building up your passion and stuff like that. And I think like sure, like just some advice. And I got this from someone else, someone that has their life together, quote unquote. <laughs> but <laughs> because I don't, and <laughs> yeah. I think just like the best way to like keep growing yourself is to keep putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Like you know what I mean, which sure. way. Which I think the pandemic, well, yeah, the pandemic was uncomfortable, but like, even like, as we we're still getting better and as we like progress, you know, yeah. because we're still getting better now, um, like keeping yourself in that uncomfortable situation, I think will like help you grow and like grow your passions. And I know that, you know, I, I graduate in a semester and that's pretty scary. And yeah. like, I, I don't know what to do yet. And I have like a few things, but like, you know, I don't really know what to do yet. And I think, um, just taking advice from people that have already graduated and also like older family members of mine is one important thing is like building your passion and like that will be a huge thing outside of your actual career mm-hmm. or it could even eventually become your career if you're that passionate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's cool that you're discovering wow. that now. Can you tell me more about what it feels like to be graduating? Yeah, <laughs> I could. Uh, it's, uh, it's cool. I mean, I actually... Right before you guys came, I signed up for my last five classes well, of nice. college. Yeah, so, um, you know, you apply for graduation, it's like one button. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, you know, that goes through and now you have like priority registration. And now, you know, I, I've never like registered for classes in October. So I got to do it today, uh, October 27th. I don't know when this podcast is going to drop yet. But yeah, uh, doing it in October. And it's, you know, I think one thing is like, I have to like focus on, you know, what connections I've had. Like, I don't want to look at any of my friendship or relationships as like, oh, this is person is going to benefit me or this person is going to be- benefit me. I think everyone like benefits my life. Like people that are in my life are going to benefit no matter if it's like through career or like just relationship or mentally and stuff like that. But you do got to kind of look at like, okay, like I met this person last year and they graduated. Now they have a job like okay, maybe I could like start talking to this person, see if I could get an internship uh, so I could, you know, not be broke right after college. (laughs) And like, I think that's one thing. But also, I mean, I've been like trying to do what you're kind of doing is trying to focus on my passions. Like even though, or like the things I'm passionate about outside of like what my major really, you know, tells me to do. And I think 
you know, that might lead to something as well. So I'm trying to create like two paths right now, like whether it's like something in like communications or business, which is like the two things I'm studying right now, or whether it's like in music or any type of like entertainment media, like which I'm actually into. Um, and you know, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to like see what, what happens in the future and like where those two paths take me. Yeah, it's confusing. I keep saying confusing, but it is. <laughs> oh, it's it's complicated. It is. It's complex. Because everyone's going through it at a different pace, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't yeah. even know how I would even yeah. possibly rationalize graduating. There's oh, no oh, right... Me, graduating. Graduating <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> there's no right way to go about it, either. No. It's, like, it's like, whatever happens, happens. And I think the best way to go about it, honestly, is I used to be a person that really thinks in the future and, like, oh, I want this to be done by this time. I want this to be done by this time. I've noticed that that never really... It brought me some success, but it hasn't brought me to the success level that I really want. And I think the times that I have been like successful in terms of like my own goals is when I focused on the present only, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be safe. You gotta make sure you're good. And you know, you have like something going for you after college, but like also focusing on the present isn't bad at all. Like, you know, just enjoying college. For your last semester like yeah. i want to focus on that goal like mainly like just enjoying the experience and like not really focusing it focusing on just like you know i have to have the nine to five job that pays for my apartment and then i gotta save up for a down payment for a house like i'm not you know that's what i was taught in business but i'm not trying to yeah you know that's why i changed my major <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how does it work for you? When are you graduating, Trevor? Uh, spring of 2023, I think. Okay, I am yeah. too. Okay, great. So we're on the same page. So that's 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 really interesting, Austin. Yeah. I feel like I always hear the same thing from, from a lot of seniors or people who recently graduated, which is to really utilize resources on campus and such like that because they feel like that the entire year just kind of was like passes by mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh shoot, did I really actually get to know the campus? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have any regrets in that sense? Oof. Or do you feel like you've crushed it? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say crushed it. I'm just satisfied right now. That's good. To be honest, I, I'm more happy and content with the relationships I, I built more than and like yeah obviously the SJSU resources are so good for like students and like you know it helps a lot and you know bolsters their like progress in college but like I I don't know I really focused on the relationship and connections I can make with people and that's like not even focusing on like what they could do for me in my life like it's more like just good I mean like the the you know, informal way is just like good vibes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, yeah. but it's just creating like cool relationships that you could like have. And like, that's what, I feel like that is what's going to make you happy. You know what I mean, not, mm. not like, but then, then again, yeah, I, I do feel like I've used the resources to the most I could, you know, for my academic career. And I do think I've utilized all the free food and free, all free attire <laughs> yeah. that I could get at like, you know, all the different events that are, that they are. And I, and I know, like, there are different events that I probably missed that were really cool. But, I mean, you know, you only live once. So you can't really you can't yeah. really dwell on it. No. It's, you just got to be grateful for the... Yeah, yeah. Of course. Experiences grateful. that you have had, both yeah. good and bad. For sure. Yeah, and there's been both good and bad. But, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been cool. You know what I mean? College, my yeah. college experience has been pretty cool. I, even That's with great. the pandemic. I know a lot of people are pretty like, I, I, I am pretty down of what it maybe has caused, like in terms of like, you know, not being able to go to campus, not being able to live on campus again, or like go to classes and have that actual college experience. But I, I, I guess I'm just, yeah, I'm satisfied. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you guys, um, I have a question for you guys. How, how are you doing right now? <laughs> right now? Yes. <laughs> in the middle of October. Yeah. Um, I definitely say it's busy and 
that's what's made like this whole time management thing like really hard is that it is so busy but there's so many other things that i want to do now because i can do them that i couldn't do a year ago because we were on like you know full-on lockdown so it's made it more difficult i think the other thing is like um burnout is like a really big thing amongst a lot of people right now and i think a lot of that has to do with most of us bit off more than we could chew when it came to the semester because we were so excited for sure of like the things that were gonna come like you know for a whole year we couldn't do like what we enjoyed so like a lot of people i feel like came into this semester and like myself included of like i'm gonna do all of this and it's gonna be fine because i want to do it because it's been so long but then there's so many other responsibilities that get in the way so like i think the biggest struggle that i've gone through right now like with school and everything is just burnout and trying to manage all of the things that I have and still find joy in doing them because like going through it and just like grinding through and just doing everything you need to get done is definitely possible but I think the joy is like what keeps you motivated to doing it and like that aspect of like what makes it fun and I think like the biggest struggle right now is just because there's so much is struggling to find um, joy in like the things that I'm doing even though that's why I did them initially um, but it's been getting better just like of like okay work is work but there's still like really looking forward to those moments of things that you're like really like uh, passionate about so like whether it's some of your classes or just hanging out with friends or just getting to eat whatever you get to eat during the day like whatever those passions are like i think what's really helped with like the burnout right now is like um cherishing those moments like you know i have a couple rehearsals throughout the week that i'm like really happy to be there for and i think like the biggest thing with like fighting against that burnout of like oh, i wish i was just in bed right now or was like taking a nap is like this is like precious time you know like during those rehearsals i was like all i have to worry about right now when i'm in this room is music i don't need to worry about anything else like all of those become problems for later like once i leave this room but like for right now like this is all i need to focus on and i think that's kind of helped with getting the burnout like of where everything feels like a chore and like still cherishing those like certain moments of like this is something that i really am passionate about and like everything else is a chore but wow. really cherishing those moments that's cool so really keeping it in the present. Yeah. Like we were talking yeah. about it before. But yeah, we were, we were talking. No, you've already Whoa. mastered it. <laughs> Interesting. I haven't really thought of it that way. Yeah. I guess a lot of people are are dwelling so much on yeah. what the future is going to hold. Yeah. Especially it's with so the, bad. I know, especially now. With yeah. The, yeah. With, it's hard. With seems, like, you're you're wow. only going to create more stress and anxiety for yourself if mm -hmm. you like for you if you're thinking about all the assignments you had after your rehearsal. Right. You're only going to stress during that, and it's going to yeah. hinder what you could actually do right now. You know what I mean? So that's good that you're like thinking that way like i'm only gonna focus on what i'm doing in this room right now one of, thing at a time exactly yeah take it step by step especially with music i have no mm -hmm. idea what that's like as a music major yeah burnout is like a huge thing like a lot of people will quit the major or do a lot of things just because they get so burnt out because there's so many things we want to do and like they're really exciting and then like time just gets in the way of like you can't do all these things but it's like and then there's so many other things and then when it's like it gets to this point where your rehearsals can also become a chore because it's just another thing where yeah. it's like i wish i had free time right now or i had more time to get what i need to get done but like if you look back to like those things that you signed up for like your rehearsals or things or an ensembles that you really really truly like want to be in and just cherish those moments i think that's what like makes it better and can help prevent burnout is like when you're in the moment just like kind of living in it and experiencing like i'm just having fun making music right now you know it's serious it's at an academic level but it's still enjoyment for me um and then it's like oh yeah i need to cram for this midterm i can worry about that afterwards like you know if you really think about that during whatever you're passionate about and when you actually get to do those moments so like again like whatever like it could just be like eating lunch or getting to cook or like whatever it is that you're passionate about if you worry about everything else in those moments that's just what like really really leads to burnout and like a lot of music majors just experience that because there's so much we're expected to do and that we forget that like when we're in those moments of like what we're like really doing it for whether it's a concert or a rehearsal or anything is just like really cherishing those moments and be like nothing else matters in the world right now just the yeah music that's in front of me so it's so it's giving the not only the things you do but also the people that you're with mm -hmm. your full yeah it sounds like full attention. I feel like that's something that is has kind of become cliche to say. Yeah. It's like you should be giving your full, full, full self, attention. but then how do you even do that? And I think that's something that you can't teach. You think someone has to mm -hmm. learn that on their own, but that's a really decent skill yeah. to have 
throughout college itself, focusing your energy and focusing your time is so important. So important. I think you also have to come to this conclusion that you do have to pick and choose. I think a lot of people come from high school into college with this issue because they were in high school and they were in everything, you know, like they were doing like ASB on sports, um, AP classes, stuff like that. When you get to college, you realistically probably can't. And there's some things that, that you still have to do like classes and chores or like GE classes. Like I think one thing is like still do well in the class, but it's not your biggest concern and you have to kind of be okay with that. Um, and that's like a big thing people coming from like high school, especially struggle with is like being okay with something not mattering as much as other things. Like for some people, that's just like a GE class. Like it doesn't matter when like your major is what you're studying and what you're passionate about. That's what matters more. So if like one thing needs to have more of your time and your undivided attention, it should be the thing that you're passionate about. The other stuff is just requirements that you need to get done, but like really prioritizing your time of like, I don't need to put a hundred percent effort into everything like a GE class. You can put less effort into that because it's something that you have to do. We all have to do, but you just need to meet the requirement. And then it's not something you need to like stress out about when you're hanging out with your friends or something like that, because you should put your full undivided attention when you're hanging out with your friends, because that's the leisure activity that you have for the day. And you need that leisure time and that break to be successful in your other things. Especially as a first year college student. Yeah. That's like the main thing you're doing, hanging out with friends, making those connections. And I think that's like a, that's really good. Cause like it's, GEs again, like yeah, they're they're important, but yeah, you don't gotta put a hundred percent into it. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, for some of you like first year students listening, like some of the professors know that. Yeah, <laughs> they tell me the first day of school, like, hey, I know you just need this for the re- requirement, so it's gonna be a pretty chill class. And that's like the best. That was like the yeah. best. <laughs> that was I love that so much. But yeah, I definitely relate. I forgot who said it, but there there was probably someone famous who said that um, try to find a way to find an interest or a passion even in a subject that you're extremely not passionate about. Like I've never really been a big like fan of history. I do like history. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to learn history though because of the amount of facts that you have to know and the amount of dates that you have to know. And the famous quotes maybe that someone said. So because of that, it's really tough to study it. Yeah. unless there is a purpose behind it. And if there's a purpose behind it and an interest behind it, then it's way more fun. So especially getting through all your GEs coming from upper division students is really that you really have to find a way to make it interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how. I mean, and it's really tough when you get assigned, especially a prompt in an essay that you're just really unpassionate about. But then a lot of it is, and, and as you're saying, you really have to... You have to prioritize your energy. So if there is a class that you're incredibly passionate about and that's something that you might want to pursue, consider like realizing that and then changing your direction to reflect that is the greatest decision you could probably make. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you can, it's also good to put energy into the, even yeah. the things that are not too not Everything's kind of significant in its own way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I think like just looking at it as like there's things in life we don't want to do. Um, and like for me, that's just been like GE classes have been nothing more than a chore, but it's something that I still have to do. But I know that it's something that I don't need to stress out about, you know, like because it's just it's something I need to get done. It's not something that I'm like passionate about necessarily. So I just need to fulfill the requirements, which a lot of the time isn't like super hard. So you just got to like show up to class and like yeah. turn in your homework. <laughs> Basically. And, like when you think of it more like that of like, oh, I'm taking this anthropology class. I'm not an anthropology major. This professor is definitely not expecting like A plus work for me. No. Like this is a just introduction, <laughs> like GE class that I got to get done for a science requirement. Like just going into it and doing your best is like, that's what it does for you. And like just knowing that you don't have to prioritize like a hundred percent effort for a class like that. Like you don't really have to... helps out with like burnout and time management. You don't have to remember anything specifically from these classes but what you do what you should be taking away is is the the skills you learn from it so for example if you're reading an incredibly dense philosophy Mm -hmm. which i've had to read like read some really really dense philosophy personally i love it so it's easy for me to read it but if you're reading and it's written something you're really not passionate about well this is an incredible skill knowing how to to Critically engage with a text is so important. So even though you might not be really interested in it, just the practice of the repetition of doing it 
really will help you in the future and you don't see it right away. I don't see it right away. You're probably like, I don't want to do this. Why should I read this? Why should I read this 30 page chapter on, throw out like a science term, Austin. Get, give me something here. Plants. Plants, right. So read it. I, I so, love plants. So. I know. I, well, yeah, that's what, I'm sorry. Oh man, I would love to read about plants myself. Man, see, that would be the most interesting thing for me. Like, okay, a little sidetrack. So, right. So I love plants, but I was, I was learning something really interesting about ferns and some of you might not find this too interesting, but ferns are really, really cool. And I'll tell you why. Because they've been around for over 380 million years. Fact check me, it's true. 380 million years. Do you realize how freaking cool that is? When you realize that the fact that the spores on the back of these leaves can treat stinging nettle wounds, or you can chew it. I'm not. Okay, do, do not do this unless you read it online. I'm not. I'm. I'm no expert or anything like that. But I've heard if you chew the leaf, it could cure a sore throat. Really interesting things that you would never know about unless you read it. But that's the thing. You got like the reason I found it interesting because I'm passionate about this. And if you are passionate about the things you read, it goes so much easier. So then while you might not be interested in that history uh, chapter on the Industrial Revolution, (laughs) maybe there are some good takeaways that I do not know about, but you'll find out by reading it. So. Just take that in for whatever is important to you yeah. from that class. Just take that and appreciate it. You don't gotta. You don't gotta be like that was my favorite class ever though. Yeah. No, of course not. I don't, yeah, I don't even remember the GEs I took. No, they're all like an introduction. You're not expected <laughs> to come out of whatever GE you're taking. Like if it's a meteorology class, it's like an expert meteorologist. <laughs> yeah. You're just supposed to get a general understanding of whatever the subject was. Exactly. So I think just knowing how to manage your time and like what is really important during your classes and social life and everything really kind of just helps deal with burnout and how to overcome burnout and oh, not yeah. fall into sure. that trap. Kind yeah. of on burnout, Austin, what do you think is a, is a way that you have helped manage your burnout? My burnout, man. <laughs> I think, um, uh, I mean, like some of the ways I try to deal with burnout is something that Trevor kind of brought up, which is like focusing on one thing at a time, like what I was talking about earlier as well. And just like not focusing on too much like, oh man, I got this paper, I got this discussion, I have this, I got another thing due all next Thursday and it's a lot of work. But then I have like, you know, or like this is just for example, but like I have this podcast to record or something, right? I don't really have that much to do next Thursday. Thank God. But like, yeah, it's like, let's just say I have to focus on this podcast. That's really all I want to focus on right now is just, just, you know, conversating with you guys and just like making sure that this goes well. So it doesn't, you know, take away from like what we could really talk about or like what, how well the podcast could go. Cause you know, you never want to do that, especially when you're working with other people. And then that works with like also first years, like you don't want to mess up your time with, with hanging out with friends just because you're, you know load with GEs are like high because sometimes those GE classes pack a lot on you which is yeah. weird but sometimes yeah sometimes oh and yeah a lot you think? a lot of times yeah oh man yeah I I mean I don't know I'm not supposed to say this but I use rumor professor <laughs> so I I like you know yeah. trying no. to figure out which teachers wouldn't give me too much work but I yeah. mean like it <laughs> okay it can be useful rate my professor is funny because it's what was it? It was um. There's a fallacy about it, and I forget what it was called. But it was the people who respond to rate my professor are either people who really really liked the professor or really really really, really disliked, yeah. or really didn't. So you, so in a way you have to read all the comments and kind of just judge it. If anything, what rate my professor is good for is you can see oh how do their assignments go? Yeah, they have weekly yeah, quizzes. I think what's their what exam I, like? Yeah, what's it like to be having an online class? Because some professors are really oh, yeah. good at online yeah teaching, and some yeah. just are still working on it. That's my favorite so, part about it. I think right. it's just It's a the, tool, yeah. but not to rely on 100%, right? I don't really look at the yeah, best score of the professor. Like, no, I look more no. at the level of difficulty for the actual class. Absolutely. Not like, yeah. So because, you know, we, we take like so many different classes in the same like requirement that like, I'm like, okay, well, I want something that I'm kind of interested in. So like, I look at the level of difficulty, what it brings, like, oh, we do a discussion a week and a quiz a week and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
okay, that aligns with what I want to do. So cool. I'm going to use that teacher. So Absolutely. that's, that's more what I use it for. But yeah, I think burnout, oh man, I mean, shoot, I, I'm that, it's weird. A lot of people procrastinate in college. I've never been really one to procrastinate. Like if I'm assigned something, I usually get it done the day of oh, wow. because I, I like fun. So like I, I usually like say, okay, let's get this done today. So you have the okay. rest of the week to chill. Like I've always been like that. And I'm also the kind of person that like, even if it's a paper, if I start that paper, I have to finish that same day, no matter oh, what. Wow. Yeah. So I've always finished my papers the same day. I've always finished like work for my project the same day. And I've always like had at least three, four days of the week to kind of just like focus, focus on passions or like watch sport events which i like love sports too so i like watch you know basketball nba or like nfl now which is cool uh but yeah i don't know i guess i get really burnt out the day of i do the work i get really burnt out that day and then i wake up and i'm like oh okay cool i'm okay and then i also i think a huge thing you brought up nutrition like i think the pandemic taught me like nutrition's pretty important and also working out so like um you know, it's going to burn me out a different way, but I, I think working out and stuff distracts me a lot from what, you know, I have to get done yeah. for school and stuff. So I really like using working out and fitness to like, you know, fix, fix that stuff. Definitely. Wow. We are very different people. Honestly. No, yeah. no. I, I was yeah, going to no, say, crazy. holy moly. My roommates hate me. The fact that you just, <laughs> the fact that you just get it done. The day of. I feel like that's something I tell myself the night before yeah i'm like i'm gonna get some good sleep i'm gonna wake up i'm just gonna crush it and then you wake up and you're like wow you know you know i could do that or i could have breakfast and then after you eat unfortunately like your body gets sleepy right. so you're like i don't want to do that anymore so then yeah. take a nap you know and then and then by this point it's like one o'clock and you're like oh you know what yeah, yeah but see, after, maybe i should get maybe i should get some lunch i'm yeah. hungry again, you know? <laughs> yeah. and you're like oh you know while i'm out I'm, i might as well see this person so you see how it works we're like yeah. procrastination is not it's not it's not easy to overcome oh, but then this is the funny thing with procrastination we think that we are I forgot how the quote went or the the statement went, but it was something like we inherit like like the planet from our children or something like that. Is that how it works? Because they're gonna have in the future, or I don't know how it went. Sounds about but right. But it's the same thing where everything you do right now is either you benefiting your future self or screwing your future self over. Mm-hmm. So by yeah. so, so by writing an extra page of your essay, it means you're on like better at a better stance than you were the night before, and you're gonna thank yourself for doing that. And it's so funny. I always thank my my like my past self for like good things that I've done. But sometimes I'm like, wow, man, you really just like were really selfish back then, weren't you? Because you thought that you want to have fun here it's just so what I could just clean up your mess. Right. And yes, I'm talking about myself. Oh, yeah, but it's <laughs> it's it's just so interesting. So trying to it's R- really remind weird. yourself that the only person you're hurting is yourself by not doing this. And it's terrible to say, and everyone guess- says it. It's true. I guess that's what I do. I'm like, man, you're gonna you're gonna struggle tomorrow if you don't get this done. Or you you're must gonna... love yourself. That's great. I mean, you got you, you have a great relationship <laughs> with your future self. I, I think I think it's more um, funny thing is like in high school, I was a crazy procrastinator. I used to do homework the morning of. Wow. And I just like I don't know like a flip switch. I guess when I got to college, it was just nice. like get get your homework done now. And I think it's really what I said is just like. I really focus on like my free time and what I want to do with that and like mm. how I could use that usefully and or yeah is usefully work yeah wow <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I don't know yeah a lot of people are like what the heck how do you <laughs> do that and I don't know I think I got it I don't know who I got it from my parents are both procrastinators I don't know I just it just became a habit huh. maybe because I wasn't too busy during my like my first few weeks of dorm life yeah. my freshman year and i was just like i'm just gonna do homework, just do homework and then it just i think it just caught on did it for like i don't know have you guys ever heard of like the do it for 30 days and it becomes a habit yeah, yeah. absolutely maybe i did it for 30 days maybe you did and man it I just became a habit days. yeah so that's cool wow yeah what about you sean how do you deal with burnout <laughs> i know you talked about it a little bit but as of like this semester oh. 
Um, you've heard of the fear of missing out, and it's a huge thing with, with college especially, and especially with the college experience. I used to have a huge difficulty with this, but this semester, which is really interesting, is that I've kind of grown a backbone a little bit, which is which is really interesting. And, that, and maybe that's one thing I, I realized over the pandemic. I was really doing things that actually benefited me and not just because it was, a, I don't know, please someone else. So, so if someone's wanting to you know, take me away from something I need to really do, then it's, it's simply saying, you know what, I'm prioritizing this. And they should respect that. And if they don't, then maybe you need to talk with them about that because you need to do what's in the best interest of yourself. And there's a huge and there's a huge culture right now that's talking about self-care, right? And yeah. I'm not trying to go cliche about self-care and everything like that, but it's true that you need to, you, you really need to prioritize it's, it's so funny to say this way. Prioritize yourself. Yeah. You know, it's just, funny. it's just funny to say that way, but it's true. Self care is so um, important. Yeah. But it's yeah. So but then also kind of going off of that is that when it comes to this um, to this backbone I'm talking about, it's also saying, hey, you know, I really worked really hard, and I feel I'm at this place where I can really just kind of unwind. So in that case. You really follow your passions. So in this case, like um, I do play music a lot. I really, I really enjoy it. Whenever I'm stressed out, I just turn to my piano and I start playing, and that's a great distressor. And then I mentioned before about my Discover Weekly. I discover artists every single week, new ones that I get really interested. I've been really obsessed with this one song recently. I won't mention it, but I've, I've just been really obsessed over the past few days. And then I'm, I'm sure it's gonna fade, but. Uh, one artist which I've, I've liked for a long time, which I thankfully had a, uh, or I was able to see them live, was Mac DeMarco, because he's a, <laughs> he's an incredible artist, and I had no idea how cool his music was, especially until seeing it live. This past Sunday, there was a concert at Frost Amphitheater in Stanford, and for any of you who were around on that Sunday in the Bay Area, you knew it was a little bit stormy that night, <laughs> yeah. and you arrived at the concert, and it's already and it, and it's already kind of like a like a light drizzle. You're getting texts saying, "Hey, the concert might be canceled." You get you, like you hear on the on the speaker that you know they're talking about it could be canceled. But then, just seeing him walk out, tell a beautiful stories, this is really happy, happy man. Because of that, the concert was probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever been or I've ever gone to, especially because it was in the rain. Yeah, in yeah, the absolutely. rain I mean everyone like everyone is just drenched everyone's having a great time dancing like people are just absolutely soaked like you're hearing like the um, like the ground was probably like really muddy too so it was a really weird experience but then seeing the light in the rain hearing the music live especially Mac DeMarco who is such an interesting artist because he's all over the place when it comes to his music um, one song that I especially like is it's called Nobody it's a beautiful beautiful song I don't know if you've heard it before, but it's just a really subtle, subtle um, beat, and, and I really love it myself, but that was just one of the coolest experiences I think I've ever gone to when it comes to a concert, because it was just so impactful, and that experience itself, going to a concert, it really just kind of prepared me to focus again, because I was like, okay, that's where I dedicated my fun, so now, I'm because I was so blessed to go to that experience, now this week, I've been pre- productive which is really cool nice. right all because of that that's awesome which is so interesting i was gonna say i thought it would be I, I feel like it'd be sick to go to a concert during yeah. the storm oh I yeah it's definitely <laughs> a unique experience it's a story to tell it's definitely a story to tell especially being there with people that you know and knowing the music that's so important when you go to a concert and you don't know who's playing mm -hmm. you can vibe out but it's not the same <laughs> it's not the same as as knowing almost every song right. and being able to really groove to it I'm glad it didn't get canceled. Because I know yeah, you, you, you were telling me about yeah. it and you said it, so it might get canceled. But yeah. I'm glad it didn't get canceled. Yeah, it really was an incredible experience. It's uh, it's really amazing to see how music, especially live music, is or can really impact your life, especially. Um, oh, that's right. Trevor, you were just in a in a performance. What was it last uh, Was it last Friday? Yeah, last Friday. I think oh, it was October yeah. 22nd. 
Yeah, so it was the first time the Wind Ensemble at SJSU had done a live performance for an audience since February of 2020, I think. Whoa, that's crazy. So it's been so long, um, and it was just a really awesome experience to get to do that again. Um, the highlight piece of our performance, it was a whole night. I think it was a concert that started at like 7.30, and we were done by like 9.30. Um, we had the Latin Jazz Ensemble open up for us, and then we had... Um, Opera Theater also opened up for us by doing selections from uh, Leonard Bernstein's West Side Story because our the big highlight piece that we did that night was symphonic dances from West Side Story, which is taking a lot of the music from the musical and then just orchestrating it for a full ensemble uh, just because it was super popular when it first came out and people loved it. So just getting to perform that piece in general is really awesome because it's just this huge, spectacular thing um, that everyone knows about and just getting to do that was really cool. But like what was really cool about it was just the experience for myself and like the other musicians on stage, I think. You know, it was our first time back in so long. You know, and just the ability to get to do that again is just like a really it's a really emotional thing, um, to be able to do what you love doing after so long. And I think a piece like West Side Story really encapsulates that, um, which is like a lot of the themes and the motives of the music behind it. Um, like for example, just doing the section of somewhere. Um, from West Side Story and like what that stands for in the original of like this just tragic hope of like what could be it was really cool to just perform something like that after so long of like this is what it could be you know like coming back after so long just performing for an audience again performing this like super emotional music and stuff like that it's just like this is what it could be and this is what it is now you know like just taking advantage of the situation of being able to be back in person and things like that. And it was just a really, really awesome experience to just be up on stage again, finish something that's like really hard too. So it was just like a super rewarding experience to like get through that and then just, you know, stand up in front of an audience again and share that music. And it was like a very emotional experience for everyone involved because it was like the first time we're back. It's a very emotional piece towards the end of the West Side Story. You know, it's that somewhere motive again of just like, this is like what could be, you know, big ending to any movie has like, you know, some hit emotional scenes. So like very much like that, it was just really, really cool to be back in the thick of it again in front of an audience on a stage with like people that you really care about and cherish on stage with you that are like a part of your ensemble. So wow. that's sick. I bet. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, man. Was it recorded? Yeah, it was recorded. It, it was. No, recorded it's at some point. It's not posted yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Soon though, hopefully. Let us know. Sure. absolutely no no please do um maybe we'll post it on the uh commands in the arts student success center instagram as yeah, well that'd be sick to give uh to get everyone a glimpse of it but yeah because that's what you really signed up for huh like, yeah like, like you really signed up for like all these performances mm-hmm. and man it must feel really good yeah it's good to be back that's awesome that's awesome trevor wow this has been a pretty great yeah it's a good episode. Session. That's what I'd say. This is going to be a really interesting episode. We really hope that you all enjoyed our episode today of Music and Tea with HNASSC. Um, again, this is the first time that we've ever done a live recording like this all in the same room, which is remarkable. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great, honestly. It really is. It's <laughs> thank so you much for better. Coming. They came to my humble abode, so thank you guys for having <laughs> uh, Thank you for inviting yeah, us. This is, this, is so, this is so great. Yeah, well... And and thank you all for for listening to this uh, to the longest podcast we've yeah we've ever recorded. recorded. It will be. And it's, uh, <laughs> so if, so if you've made it this far, thank you for listening, and really hope that you have a very productive and and easy and relaxing midterm season. Yeah. yeah. And with that, we want to thank you again and take care.